0: Hi there, and welcome to Thrive Church podcast. Here in Puyallup, Washington, we're so glad you found us, and hope you enjoy listening to this sermon of the week. It's game nights and, and Christmas movie nights. We have some Christmas movie favorites that we that we try to catch every year, and they never get old. To me, at least, um, the kids—some of them—they like. You know, they could probably do without them, but. <clears throat> But you know what's funny is, like, as we've kind of grown through the years, the interesting thing that happens is that we've established tradition that's like, this is what we do. And, and then, you know, the kids kind of grow up, and they're like, they don't, they don't necessarily need that anymore because it was kind of aimed at kids that are younger. But what we've heard from our kids has been they want that. It's Like it just—I don't know. There's something about it that like that brings comfort to them. They like. So are we doing this this year, Dad? Well, we were thinking maybe. Well, oh, we gotta do that, Dad. We gotta do that. Well, okay, I guess we'll wind it up and do it again. You know. So it's been—it's—it's—it's it's, it's been fun to watch that. Um, I shared very briefly a, a, a Christmas program that we partnered with uh, with uh, Valley Christian Center. And Passion Worship Center which was on I think it was the 15th of December Um, but I got I got to open that meeting up and and I shared just briefly about a season of my life where I went through like this this experience where Christmas was kind of like a little bit dull for me just didn't like get me excited um, anymore talking to a lot of adults here you probably have experienced that if um, if you've been through a lot of Christmases, you kind of, there's, for me, it was like, I, I grew up loving Christmas. I thought it was amazing. I wanted to experience it every year. I'd get excited. I was more excited than my parents were all the time. Um, and, um, I see that in the eyes of my own kids now, well, but there was a season. it was when I was younger, probably early twenties, 20, 23, 24. It's been a while now. Um, yeah, in a couple of years, I'm going to be turning 50. I can't even hardly believe that. My kids keep reminding me. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, back in those early 20s, I remember a year when like Christmas just wasn't doing it for me. It wasn't stirring me up. wasn't getting excited about it. Um, just kind of felt kind of drab. And then um, I believe that the Lord actually gave me the key. And it was when I I began to understand that Christmas was no longer about what I got to experience, but it was actually my opportunity to create an experience for my kids. And then all of a sudden, the wonder came back alive. It was like watching Christmas through their eyes. I'm so glad I have a ton of kids. I mean, watch, I mean, I have cadence who's our youngest, as you know, and he is seven. Is that right? He's seven. And so for him, Christmas is still just like it was for me when I was seven, you know, he's like excited and, and it just, it keeps me young. My kids don't believe me, but it does. It keeps me just excited to see it. And man, I just, I just love it. And, um, I don't know why I'm telling y'all this. Is none of it's in my plan or my notes, but, but it's about family, actually. Because uh, when we um, we created these traditions, our family has shifted. Lots of things have changed over the years, but Christmas time, it's like we come back to the thing that we all love the most, and that's a family. It's this connection. It's this these traditions. But the traditions aren't important in and of themselves. It's that they lead us to connection and family and fun and just enjoying each other. It's, it's, it's super good. So if you didn't get that during your Christmas season, then you need to find a way to create it in your life in the future, whether that's at Christmas time or any other time of the year. Amen? Good. Now I'm going to make a transition and talk about what I planned to talk about. But really, for the the first message of 2019 uh, here at Thrive, I'm going to share some things I believe that God is saying to us uh, prophetically and hopefully practically as well. And I really, I really hope to equip you with some tools that will that will partner that will help you to partner with the grace that's being released out of heaven right now, uh, for for us here at Thrive and in the kingdom of God in general, uh, to really begin to experience the fullness of God's intention for this new year and for your life in general. Are you ready for some of that? So I got a question that kind of, I'm a little bit philosophical sometimes, sorry, but that's the way it is. Um, What makes a new year new? Uh, It's like... That's one of those philosophical questions that kind of goes through my mind. What makes a new year new? You know, over the seasons of uh, humanity across this, the 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 centuries, the the calendar has actually changed many times. It's a few times specifically that I that I was able to find out about. But you know, what what is January now? wasn't always January. It was there were other names for it and other times and seasons. So what makes January 1 any different than December 31st? When you wake up on January 1st, are you like materially different than you were when you woke up 24 hours earlier on December 31st? Has anything really changed? What makes the new year new? Boom. I mean, you've, like, you want to come up and finish my message. That'd be awesome because that's exactly what I, what I have right here next. It's that it, it, it is. It's hope. It's an expectation. It's that we're looking into this, this the next uh, months and we're thinking something can be different than it was before. Right? Something can be changed. Something, I can do something different and I can experience something new. There's an expectation that something has shifted. And that we have power to shift it. Isn't that right? And then we, I mean, it's, it's common throughout all of culture, all of the world. People during this time of year, they, they make New Year's resolutions. They start thinking about what am I going to do different because I want to see a different outcome in my life. What's going to be different? They, it's because there's expectation. It's hope that's pulling them into that new year or that new season. Telling them. Something can be different, right? That's powerful. Hope. You know, um, in Genesis, this is the very first chapter of the Bible. Genesis chapter 1, God's still making stuff. I don't remember what day this is of creation. It's earlier on. I think it might be day two, but I have to go back and look, but it doesn't really matter. But God said, this is verse 14, let there be lights in the firmament of the heavens to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. I don't know what you're thinking, but God does not need that for him. He's always on. He's always full of faith for what's about to happen. He always sees beyond what is visible in the natural. He's always there. But for us, He set some things in motion signs and seasons, days and years for us so that we would have that hope, that expectation pulling us into the future, into the new seasons of our lives. It was, it was the lights that He created, the sun the moon and the stars as you read those three verses 14 through 17 there and it was for signs and for seasons for days and for years <laughs> a season is a segment of time where certain things are happening in a certain way right and we kind of identify it that way we know our four seasons that we experience Actually, we experience them here much more often than, than four times a year. We have, like, in the, case, in, the, in the course of, like, 24 hours, sometimes we can see all four seasons happening. Yep. <laughs> I've heard it for many years. Like, if you don't like the weather in our area, just wait about 15 minutes, it'll change. Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 3 says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, Time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and time and a time to pluck what is planted. And it goes on and on and says a, a lot of other things. But the season to plant is much different than the season of harvest. Right? As a church, we've been in a planting season where we like, we, we were trying to get launched. You know, you know, we talked about it back in December of 2016. Uh, no, 17, 2016. December of 2017, we announced this is the direction that we're headed. We're going to launch new church. We're going to name it Thrive. We're going to we're going to do this, and, and we didn't know what everything was going to look like. We we indicated we we're going to sell the building. We didn't know how soon it was going to sell, but by April of last year, the building sold, and we had worked out a schedule to to be able to stay in the building through the end of July, and. Those months came and went, and it was the end of July, and it was like, oh my gosh, July. I don't know for all of you if you've had a chance to think through it. July was a, an absolutely ridiculously crazy month. and I'll just kind of share it from my perspective, a pastor's perspective, um, perhaps, you um, I was pretty involved with it, but July 1st, for many of you, uh, you may remember this, it was a little bit different service. It was the one service that whole month that we actually had where all of us were together. I don't know if you remember that. We, we met together, we, we had a, a pretty, a fairly normal service, and then we came over here and had a, uh, like, an open house the house was completely empty. It had just been renovated. Um, we had just come to to the decision that we were going to actually do church here in the house. Uh, we just we felt prompted. There wasn't like um, we actually could have stayed longer. We could have arranged additional months. The owner, the new owner of the building, would have really loved it if we stayed longer. But we just felt like we got to get out of here. We can't get. We can't become who we're becoming unless we get out of this place. And so we launched. We all, um, you know, technically as a corporation, Thrive launched in January of last year. But we really see our date like of launching as of, it's like I think it's August 5th was the day that we first had our service here. A lot of things have changed. New faces. Different group of people. But things have shifted. We've been in this planting season. So I was talking you through July. That was July 1st. The second Sunday in July, my family was gone. All of us. We were down in, in Idaho. We had a family reunion, which, by the way, we planned in January. Like, we're gonna get together with the family. It might have been in December when we had conversations around the holidays about when we would get together to celebrate. Angie's mom's birthday and Angie's grandma's birthday. Um, this year, uh, her mom turned 70 and her grandma turned 90. So we planned this big uh, family reunion down in, in Idaho to get together for that. It was, a, it was a wonderful time. Over the 4th of July, we were down there uh, and it was a lot of fun. But we had Michael and Penny Proctor come in and minister uh, with uh, while we were gone. But anytime our whole family is gone, it's a whole different kind of a ball game, right? And definitely for us it was, we, we, it was different for us. But um, the following Sunday in, in July, there were actually five Sundays in July. Um, the following Sunday, Angie and, and several of our, our ladies here were out at the Ladies Retreat, which again, they're, they're doing that this year again in July. Um, so, uh, anyway, they were gone. So it was, a, it was different for Angie and I in that way. We had some, some people there it was a little bit, uh, smaller group, but, um, you know, it was just different. And then the next two Sundays, um, I was gone. I was in Honduras. Uh, I mean, you guys can remember that, right? So uh, we were in this building that we were in for 20 Five years and in the last month of us being there we weren't there <laughs> it was very different um, the services that I was gone um, uh, the first Sunday that I was gone um, there was a short worship uh, part that we did on video uh, I'm just remembering because I, I helped set it up ahead of time but we did a video because we had, remember, we had we'd emptied out the sanctuary, all the sound equipment was gone, most of our stuff had been moved into storage because we had a date to be out. We had to be out by the 31st and I was going to get back into town on the 29th, right? So craziness, crazy, crazy stuff. Um, and, and then uh, it was a short service with a quick encouragement and then a work party of kind of finishing up the moving and... And putting things in storage and bringing some stuff over here and some different things. And then the very last Sunday of July was the day I was flying back in. I was actually, it was a major overnight flight, actually. We left on Saturday night late from Honduras and didn't get back. I got back into town sometime around noon on Sunday. But um, we didn't have anything at all. Some of the ladies got together for a play date in the park because all the work, for the most part, in the building was done. And uh, it, it was just a very different season. Now, we couldn't have planned that if we were trying to. If we were thinking, like, how could we really make July really strange and different? Let's do that. Let's, do, let's plan, a, let's plan a, a, a family reunion. A ladies' retreat and a mission trip to Honduras, all in the same month, and moving out of our building, we couldn't. We would have never. If we would have thought about it, we would have never planned that. If we could have figured that out, but there was something that God was shifting. There was something that God had to 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 turn uh, in order for us to become who we're becoming. Things had to shift. Why we? So like we couldn't have planned it because we would have never done that if we if we thought through it, and and we wouldn't have got where we're supposed to be. To everything, there is a season. <laughs> it makes me laugh. I mean, I've told so many people that story, just that whole thing about July, and it just it baffles me. It really does it baffles me. Like. That's nuts. You wouldn't plan that if you're trying to like we're going to grow a church. Let's let's do this. Let's let's do all these crazy things that make it really hard to actually keep people connected. Let's let's just do that. <laughs> we would not have done that. So we've been through this season of planting, and it's not done. We're still in progress. We're still moving uh, forward in that 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 goal and that in. Our intention, I, I'm, I'm announced, I don't know when it was back in September, maybe it was early October where I told y'all we were beginning to look for a facility and um, we, we're, we're doing that. We're looking for a place for us on Sunday mornings. Um, not here. We love this, this ministry center, but we just we feel like we need to have a different space so we can serve everyone well so that everyone can have an encounter every time they come into, into this place, this place being our people, not necessarily the physical building. We are a house of encounter. But the season of harvest is very different from the season of Planting. Planting, you would you would be thinking things like breaking up the soil, tilling the ground, uh, placing the seeds seeds in the ground, uh, watering those seeds. That'd be like that's planting, right? Those kind of ideas. The season of harvest has a whole lot of other different ideas. Uh, it, it's not about tilling the soil; it's about gathering in the fruit of the harvest. Bring it into the storehouses. Now, here's, here's a really important thing for us. We can look at these different seasons and times of life, and we can think, well, I don't really like that season, but I like this one. We can look at, like, the four seasons uh, that we experience in, the, in, in every year, and we can think, well, you know, summertime, no, it's like that's the time. That's the, that's the best season of the year. But wintertime is like, no, thank you. I, I could pass on that. Uh, in fact, there are many people who like, they, they move to other parts of the country because they want to live somewhere where they don't actually have to ever experience winter. Like they want to be able to be January 5th and warm, you know? And, and that uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but as, as we've come to learn, every season is absolutely important for what God does. And not only that, but every season is blessed. It looks different, but every season is blessed. Every season is a season that we get to thrive in. It's not a, it's, you know, the seasons that we go through are are not like there's... Like there's some good seasons. Jesus loves me in this season, but in the next season, He doesn't love me. That's not how it works. We were, you know, we have a season of experiencing His presence, awesome, and then it's like, now we don't. No, that's not how. That's not how He works. There are definitely times that we go through that we don't feel things as much, but. The truth is, and we need to be, we need to be actually totally resolved in the truth. You'll understand what I'm saying here when I get the rest of this, this statement out. but the, the idea the truth of Scripture is that God never leaves us or forsakes us. There are definitely moments when we feel like He's gone, that He's distant. How many have experienced that? Is it true? It's not true. The truth is he'll never leave us. He never forsakes us, He never walks away from us. He never turns his back on us, He never gives up on us, but we go through seasons where we don't feel him. What we ought to be asking isn't like, why doesn't God love me now?" or why isn't why why has he rejected me? Why has he walked away from me, turned his back on me, et etc, et etc. why that, that's the wrong question. The right question is, what? Is he intending in this season? What is he doing? Uh, here's another thing I, I believe, a core belief of mine, is that God is always doing something. I don't know actually if this is a scripture, I think it probably is, but he never sleeps or slumbers. Is it? Thanks. <laughs> Gotta have the theologians in the house. That keep me, keep me back on track with the word, right? No. <laughs> um, he doesn't do that. He doesn't sleep or slumber, but he's doing something in your life all the time. So if you can't see it, what do we do about that? Here's a suggestion just from me. Look. <laughs> Look for what he's doing. What is he doing? If you can't see it in one area, look in a different area. Look in a different way. But he's always at work. He's always doing something. Imagine this. I think I mentioned a few weeks back that I, I personally have been through and our church has gone through um, what I would describe as a season of winter where, where the fruit is not visible on the outside, but God is doing something. But what he's doing is he's doing something on the inside. We don't look to the outside. We can't look out here at these trees, this one that's right out here. We can't look at this tree out here that has no leaves on it whatsoever and think, that's a dead tree. How many of you understand that's not a dead tree? That tree is alive. It's growing. It's doing what it's supposed to do. But where is it actually happening? It's on the inside. It might be beneath the surface, beneath where the roots are growing and it's growing deep and it's, it's, it's finding uh, it's, it's extending its root system into the, to, to get the water that it needs to grow and to be a bigger, stronger tree next year. right? Those seasons are absolutely critical for what happens in our lives. Every season has a purpose. Without the season of planting, the season of harvest kind of doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Right? What are you harvesting? We didn't plant anything, so we can't... A bunch of weeds? (laughs) Yeah, is that what you said? Yeah, probably. That's probably what happens. Every season has a purpose. Now, we shouldn't despise the season of planting and and only rejoice in the season of harvest. We ought to value every season for what it's for. God's working, he's doing things, and he's focusing on different elements, different times, and different seasons. It's really important to know what season you're in. And it's equally as important to work in partnership and harmony with that season. It doesn't make any sense for the farmer to go out in his field after he's planted the seeds and till the soil. That would be a bad idea. Right? I remember hearing a message a long time ago. I can I think his name, I think the guy that preached his name was Drew Roots. Um, uh, I think. But he talked about this message where he was he was talking about the, the farmer goes out and plants his seed and he and he sits on his porch and then he, he's like, I wonder if the seed is growing. And he talks about going out and digging up the soil and looking for the seed. Like, what's going on with this seed? And guess what? Nothing. If you do that every day, that's <laughs> kind of what, what's that going to do? It's going to interrupt the process. So, anyway, I'm not preaching his message, but I have one of my own. But as we were talking before, regardless of what season that you're in, hope is what pulls you from one season into the next with expectation hope. It's what makes the changing of the seasons new instead of just what's next. My message, if you want to put a title on it, um, and we will for our podcast, but but it's not what's next, but what's new. Um, what's new. So what is it that's making this season new for you? And you really need to ask it this way. What are you hoping for? What, what did you begin thinking could be different? about your year? What kind of, maybe you are one of those people that does the New Year's resolutions. What, what was it about? What were you wanting to see happen in your life in this next year that was different than what you've been experiencing? What hope are you having? What's pulling you into this new year with expectation? Is there a new hunger and expectation stirring to encounter God? Is there, is there a fresh desire to grow? and learn in some certain areas. What is it? I, I, I totally believe it's a, it's a great time of year for us to, to uh, I, I'm not opposed to New Year's resolutions. Um, I, I tend to think of it more like uh, making some New Year, New year declarations. Uh, and that's just maybe a different language but I particularly like to grab on to things that I think God wants to do, that he wants to accomplish in my life, in our church, in, in everything that's going on that I'm connected to. What is God doing? What is he saying? And I like to make some declarations about that. So there's, there's always a flurry of prophetic activities surrounding the end of the year and the, the beginning of the year. And I like to stay connected to some of it because it is impossible, in my opinion, to stay connected to all of it. There's so much. I mean, there's just so many people that are releasing prophetic words about what is 2019 going to be about? What's the month of December going to be about? What's the month of January? I mean, they, they, I mean there's stuff that comes out uh, really weekly and, and daily, really, but um, a ton of activity that comes out declaring, like, this is what 2019 is going to be about right? How many of you kind of stay, pay attention to some of that? I just, I mean, I know it's not even possible to take, to take it all in, but I, I, for me, I like to, I like to grab onto things that, that resonate. Like there's a word that we would, that I would see. I have, I have several people in our church that, that like to, and, and some from without our church, but that like to forward me prophetic words like this one. I don't know why, but I felt inspired to to forward this to you and um most of the time i really love it and there are times when i'm like uh nope i don't feel very that doesn't resonate with me but the ones that do that resonate with me i like to grab onto those and, and begin to declare with those so this morning i'm going to share just a few thoughts in the in the minutes that i have left uh, about what I feel like God is, uh, has shown me and what I've been seeing and hearing about our new year. And I want to just declare some of those things. Does that sound all right? As I'm doing that, Destiny, maybe you can help me. Just pass those out. Just give a few to everybody. I don't care how many they have. But really what I'm, I'm hoping for with the, with the, the, the cards is that you'll find something that resonates with you and you'll say, you know, this is something I wanna do something about because, you know, scripture is pretty good at teaching us that don't just be a hearer of the word, but be a doer of the word. Do something about it. If God's speaking to you, don't just leave it in this ethereal realm like there's this something he said, but I don't have anything connected to that in my actions. Do something about it. Because I I think that as we partner with what God's doing, uh, we connect with the grace that's being released out of heaven and then supernatural stuff begins to be birthed in our lives. Believe that. So just a few thoughts from me. There's actually four things I'm going to share. that I feel like areas that God has shown me, what he's going to be doing in us this next year now I know for a fact there's more than these four you probably have some that you're identifying in your life you probably heard some prophetic words or you have a sense about what God's doing in you Um, and it may not necessarily be something I cover but these are some things I feel Um, here's number one 2019 will be a year for taking on long-standing areas of of, of brokenness, uh, maybe some maybe bondage uh, area in your life that maybe under uh, that maybe sin might be uh, just challenged area of your life, uh, area that you need breakthrough. Um, and this is gonna be, this is gonna be a year uh, for for us for you. For, For me to take on those areas, like go after them. That's what I'm talking about. To take them on. Run. This is how I would say it. Run at your Goliaths. You know the story. Um, David, shepherd, spent his life uh, taking care of the sheep His dad calls him says, go give some food to your brothers who are at battle against the Philistines. So David, he's obeying his dad. He's doing what he's been asked to do. He gets to the battlefield and he hears Goliath challenging the armies of Israel. Come out and send me your champion. Come fight me. And David responds in, in, in a very powerful way. It's like his first time he hears Goliath speak, he's like, what, what's going on? Why isn't anybody doing something about this? What's happening? We got this, we got this guy over there, this uncircumcised Philistine. Who is he that he should defy the armies of the living God? David became indignant. He was like, that's not going to happen on my watch. I might be just here delivering some bread and cheese to my brothers, but I'm not going to let that happen. That's not going to happen. He was angry about it. Goliath was not just insulting the Israelites, but he was attacking, he, he was making an attack on the character of God. David rose up in faith and boldness and I don't know, you might remember the story, but David goes out to meet Goliath and and Goliath mocks him saying, am I a dog that you send me this boy, this weakling, this little frail, skinny, tiny thing of a person? Am I a dog? And he says to David, I'm going to feed you to the birds of the air today. And David as, as we know, got, got scared and ran away, right? No. David actually rose up in more boldness and faith. Do you remember what he said? Do you remember what he says to Goliath? He's like, today, I'm not just going to kill you, but I'm going to kill you and your brothers and your whole army is going to be fed to the birds of the air this day. You remember that? I mean, that is some boldness, David's like, I'm not going to stand for this thing being in in front of me at all. And I just feel like for, for, for all of us this year, we have the opportunity to run at our Goliaths. And David ran to the battle line with five smooth stones. You can run at your Goliath. I'm I'm running at my Goliaths this year. I'm dec- I'm declaring that there's already some things that God's been doing in my life, um, and I'm going after some long-standing issues that have been been going on. I'm uh, just going to get a little bit transparent with you, if that's okay. Is that all right with y'all? Some of you have been aware of this, but um, I have been running at my Goliath since about October 22nd the biggest Goliath in my life that I was at least that's the one that I'm aware of the most. And that has been my weight for as long as I can remember since back almost to high school, I've struggled with my weight. Well, um, the Lord began to challenge me and, and I've been aware of the desire in my heart and knew that God was asking me to get, uh, get things changed. Uh, get shift into being healthy, getting losing some weight, and um, so it was on uh, September. The um, what was the date? Can't remember. It was the date that Angie and I fasted and prayed. Uh, I guess 12. the 12. Thank you. <laughs> 9, 12, 18. You're right. Thank you. God spoke to me and He challenged me. He said, "Set a goal." For where you want to be at with your weight by the end of the year. So I did, and I weighed myself, and, and then I thought, how am I going to do this? Like, I've got a goal, but I don't have a plan. <laughs> I don't have a clue. And then God brought to me some plans. God brought to me some ideas for how to go after that, some things that, that I felt like were him. And uh, so I grabbed onto it and made some plans, and by the 22nd of October, I was ready to roll and I had my plan in place. So I started, and that plan, um, you know, where I had set my goal a little over a month before, well now I weighed myself again, and my goal was further away. Um, and it was actually all just just shy of, of losing 50 pounds by the end of the year, in about, what, what is it, 10 weeks. And I'm like, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's possible. But I started, and I went after it, and I was faithful, and I pushed myself. I ran at this Goliath because I know that it's connected to destiny. I know it's connected to the future that God has for me, and I, and I, and I, I ran at it. And um, I'm, I'm standing here before you, a lesser man. <laughs> Now, I'll I'll be completely honest. I did not hit my target. I was off by two pounds. (laughs) But I'm not done. In fact, I still have a goal that I'm going for in this year because I I am after this thing. I am after an absolutely new moment in my life in this area. But I know it's connected to more than just like what kind of clothes I get to wear. It's connected to destiny. There are things like that in your lives. Not the same issues that I'm going after, but you're going to have the opportunity this year to run at your Goliath. Be strong and courageous. Do it. Go after it. That kind of brings me to the second thing that the Lord highlighted to me. Before I move on, though, right on the card, right there, what do you see? What what is God highlighting to you about what your giant is? What's your Goliath that you're facing? What What area do you want to see totally removed, redeemed, renewed, et cetera? What is God highlighting to you that you can run at? and see, some, see breakthrough happen. I sang that song this morning. I did that on purpose. I know breakthrough is coming. By faith, I see a miracle. My God made me a promise. And it won't stop. It won't stop now. Go after it. So write that down on your card. What, what area do you want to see breakthrough? What area are you looking for for partnership with the Lord to step into a new season? Let hope begin to pull you with expectancy into that new season. Amen. All right. Number two, 2019 will be a year in which there will be moments of supernatural courage that will come upon you. That's kind of what, I, what happened to me. Quite honestly, um, the idea that I, that I embraced for how I was going to lose weight scared the bejeebers out of me. Like, I can't do that. Now it actually is, it seems fun and exciting. <laughs> we start to experience a little bit of breakthrough and things that we normally would be terrified by no longer scare us. It's like David looking at Goliath. Like he's nine feet tall, got a spear thicker than David's arm probably. And David is not afraid because he's killed the bear he's killed the lion he's ready for this moment god has made him ready for this moment and i believe david stepped into a supernatural courage and i think that there's going to be moments that you and i have the opportunity in 2019 to step into supernatural courage that's going to come upon us I i want to encourage you to pay attention to the stirrings of your heart Special attention to the promptings uh, to do things that are outside of your comfort zone. Like, I want to I go to the nations. I want to do, do a mission trip. Or I, wanna, I don't know what it is for you. I'm not, I don't want to define it at all. I want you to be ready to pay attention to desires to do things that are outside of your comfort zone. Do things you've never done before. How many understand that if we're going to experience breakthrough in areas we've never experienced breakthrough in before, that we're going to have to do something different than we did before, right? I believe God's going to do the heavy lifting, but he often rides in on the faith and the boldness of people who are pressing in for more of him. David made that declaration. He's like, why is this uncircumcised Philistine over there challenging the armies of Israel and nobody's saying something about it? He was wondering where his brothers were. Where are these warriors from Israel that are ready to stand up and fight? And God came riding in. I mean, you understand David killing Goliath was a supernatural deal. That wasn't like, you know, the rock just got aimed really precisely. You don't throw a smooth stone out of a sling and have it sink into the forehead of a giant. doesn't happen. There was a supernatural empowerment that happened. God wants to do the heavy lifting, but he rides in on faith. He rides into your circumstances out of the, the declaration that David made. He's like, you're not going to talk that way about my God. So I think that this year there's gonna be moments where we step into supernatural courage, not just deciding to do something crazy or different, but paying attention to what rises up on the inside of your heart. What is God saying? And going after it with courage. Third thing here, I'm going to move quickly because we're about out of time. 2019 will be a year in which you emerge from being a student to a place of using what you've learned I mentioned, um, that I like to pay attention to, to prophecies that, that resonate with, with things that God's speaking to me. And this is actually not something that specifically came to me in my own time with God, but this came from another word that somebody else shared. And I just thought that is it. There's something on that. Um, I'm going to read this here. This comes from a prophetic word released over 2019. Um, But it talks, it's talking about uh, the end of a season of being a student, a graduation, and stepping into using what you've learned, putting something into practice. Uh, I'll just read this. It says, graduation is an end and a new beginning. Everything after graduation is new territory. You have to exchange your mindset from learning to application of what you've learned. In what areas have you graduated? Learning is over for now. Launching is where you will find my favor. Launching will bring new depths of understanding and knowledge. The abundance of my ability will be displayed as you step beyond your present territory. There's an anointing for 2019 to expand your territory by steps of faith in what you already know. It's time to step away from school in certain areas you have graduated. What have you learned? How can you apply it in new, fresh ways? Territory this is the season where the small will launch the great. Small actions release me because of my ability to do beyond your ability. This is grace. You will walk in expanded paths. Isn't that good? For some of you, maybe for all of you in different ways, there's a graduation that's taking place. Something has has come to a close, and there's a new door. You've learned, you've been learning, you've been growing and now it's time to step into putting it into practice. Why are you, why have you been learning? We all have different goals for why we would be learning something, going after a new understanding. But it's time to begin to practice, to begin to put it into a place of application. So if you if you're getting like something that like this is an area where I feel like I've been a student and it's time to I'm not necessarily saying stepping into uh, being a teacher. There's, it's not like the day you graduate high school, you're the teacher. You're the, teacher. <laughs> you're, you're the you know, fifth period math teacher all of a sudden. It doesn't really work that way. There's a different way, different process. So you'll step into a different season, um, putting something into practice. right? So not necessarily student to teacher, although that could be true for you. But definitely from student into a place of applying what you've been learning. My battery is low, so we're really going to wind it up here. (laughs) I think I could probably preach without my notes. I don't know what it would turn out like, but it would be different than it was planned, but that's okay. So write down whatever that is. If you identify an area, what it will look like to begin applying what you've been learning ask this, you know, what are some steps that the Holy spirit is inspiring me to take to apply what steps? Because God does, God's not the God of all this ethereal stuff that is just like emotional and, and crazy. I, all, I mean, he, he speaks to us in a lot of crazy different ways, but eventually he brings it down to like, what is it you're going to do? How are you going to respond what steps are you going to take? What are you going to do to respond to what he's doing? Yeah. He's actually a really practical God. Last thing. Um, so write those things down on your card if you, if you feel identified. If you identify some things, write it down. 2019 is a year in which new structures will begin to take shape. New ministries will be launched. New ways of bringing the kingdom will begin to emerge uh, this is within Thrive in, in our city. Uh, it really across the world, but I'm just focused here where we're at. you know we can talk about other places, but that's not necessarily my passion and what I'm after. God's doing do some stuff inside of us, New ministries, new, um, new ways of bringing the kingdom are going to emerge here. Um, if you've been contemplating starting a ministry, starting a business, I believe this may be the year, this might be the year for you to step out and go for it. Uh, There's a particular grace for entrepreneurialism that God has been releasing, and he's releasing, this is for the whole kingdom, but I know it's true for us here too, Kingdom-Minded Ventures. Um the foundations have been laid. That's the picture. I think I got this from another prophetic word that someone forwarded me, but I looked for it and I couldn't find it. So I'm not sure if it's that or if it was just my idea. I have no idea. But this picture of the foundation having been laid if you can, if you can connect the dots here, just to see that in our season as a church, the foundation of thrive has been laid. We tried to do a good job and put the, put the, the foundation in the right spot, the right height, the right everything. We tried. I, I don't know if we did a perfect job, but we did what we felt like God was calling us to do. It's been a foundational season, and now it's time to begin to frame the walls on the top of that foundation. It's time to begin to put the floor joists on. I know a little bit about construction, a lot less about planting, but um, you start putting the you start putting. The, the floor joists on to frame so you can frame the walls on top of it. That's going to begin to happen in this season. But it's not just here at a church, at the church where that's happening. It's happening in our lives. So if you, if you have an area you've been dreaming about, there's something that you want to do, a ministry maybe, or a business that you want to launch, uh, whether you see that happening within Thrive or somewhere in the community, somewhere online, uh, a business you've been thinking of, a ministry you feel called to, um, ask yourself this question. Why not? Why not? Why not now? Because God is, is releasing, there's a, there's, a, there's a release of grace from heaven that you can partner with to do that in your life. Amen? Awesome. So I recognize this morning that, that all of this can just be ideas or they can be tools. You get to decide what they are in your life. I can tell you they're tools, but if you don't pick them up and start doing something with it, then they aren't very helpful as tools. It's just an idea that you got to hear on Sunday, January 6th at church. But if you take it up in your hand and begin to do something with it, then it's a tool. Amen. Awesome. Can I pray for you? Jesus, I thank you for every amazing person here. That's all of you. There's, there's no one that's excluded there. <laughs> thank you for the amazing people that are here. Lord, I thank you for your intentions for them, for their lives, and for this season, this next year. And God, I pray that for each of them, they would be able to connect to that grace that you're releasing for them out of heaven that every single one would be able to grab hold of it and actually begin to put it into work, put it into practice, to go after their Goliath, to begin to step out in courage, to begin to, 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 to um, apply the things they've been learning and to begin to build on the foundation that's been laid God, I pray that you would begin to do that in every single person, that no one would be left out, that no one would miss the opportunity. To partner with that grace that's coming from heaven it's going to look different for every person god but let every single one grab hold of that grace and Lord, we just celebrate right now Lord, we just celebrate all the amazing things that are going to take place because of it thank you god thank you god let's just stand up we're just going to thank god for just a minute Thank you, Jesus. We love you, God. We thank you, God, that you have kind intentions for us. God, we thank you that you have energy in your heart to do things that are that are beyond what we've experienced. We thank you, God, that you want to you want to bring encounter in different ways than what we've ever experienced before. God, we thank you that you have things that are that you're passionate about and that you're that you're birthing in this in these moments, God, in this next season of our life. You're doing stuff, God. Thank you for what you're doing. God, I just stir up a gratefulness for what you're doing already, God. I don't want to look for what you're not doing. I could could complain about this isn't happening and that's not happening in my life. God, I'm I'm not experiencing this or I'm not experiencing that, but God, I refuse to do that. That's garbage. I just want to focus on what you are doing. I want to focus and be grateful for what you're doing, God. Stir up a gratefulness and a thankfulness for what you're doing in my life, God. Each of us do that, God. And Lord, we thank you. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. All right. love you guys. Thanks for being with us today. You're welcome to hang out, grab some coffee, grab some snacks in there, and uh, find somebody to share with what God's doing in your life. Amen.